Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 19 of the Crubcast. My name is Kevin, also known as the Golden Bolt, and I'm here with three of my fellow co-crubbers today, uh, including right above me on screen on the YouTube feed, Moriarty. Hi, Em. How are you today? Every day is a holiday. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I, we're, you're not welcome. We're also here with, uh, yeah. on the YouTube feed, once again, the uh, PS3 copy of Mag, known as Brody. Hi, Brody. Bring the servers back online. <laughs> and <laughs> the host, uh, he just th threw me through a loop here. I can't. <laughs> that broke me. Uh, and also the host of today's episode, uh, Wolf Chaosan, also known as Sean. Hi, Sean. How you doing, bud? That's me. How's it going? Uh, I am doing quite all right. I decided to take pre-workout uh, before all this, so I'm ready to just run through a freaking wall. I'm I'm going to translate that because your internet <laughs> chose to specifically so as we much. started the podcast uh, freeze frame you a bunch. He drank a bunch of pre-workout, and so he is uh, very wired for this episode of the podcast. I, I think am. you're pr uh, I think you're okay now. I think we just jinxed I, it the moment that you started speaking. I don't yeah, I don't understand because my internet's fine. I, I have full bars. Anyway, yes, I took pre-workout before I came <laughs> on to here. Uh so let's freaking go. Anyway, uh, but I'm doing well outside of that. Um so I've been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate 3 because I freaking love that game. Um Am I am I glitching out again? Am I joining the Matrix? No, no, you're 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 good currently. Okay, I want to destroy that. But so I was thinking of like, you know, topics to come up with, and I was talking to some of my friends uh, about Baldur's Gate. I was actually talking to both M and Brody in our one discord, and we were discussing how we got this owlbear to like join our party and whatnot. Um, and it kind of like made me start to think like, wow, everyone kind of has like these different experiences within RPGs. So I was like, all right. Here, here's what I want to talk about. When you play an RPG, whether that be Skyrim, Baldur's Gate, what have you, games with a bunch of different choice options, do you play as if you yourself were in that world? Or do you go about like, all right, I'm going to play a certain type of character? Um, because what I realize is I always play as myself in those games. So I was, you know, I was just curious, Brody. What do you do, Mag? Uh, I, yeah, it it depends. I would say that most of the time, my first playthrough of of any given game is usually like what I would do, unless I'm playing a game where it's like a very binary, like infamous style good or evil choice. Because then I'll, I'll just I'll pick one early on and just stick with it. Like usually, I just go with evil because it's like let's see how let's see how evil they actually let you be. Um, yeah. But when it comes to like the games with more nuance. I tend to just pick whatever I would do unless I'm playing the game like for the second time, because if I'm playing for the second time, then I go, OK, well, let's let's see what's different or let's let's pick a way to do it that might not be where I where I go with it. Like uh, like Disco Elysium, uh, I started that game. I played a whole playthrough of like the like a very high psych, high intellect. Like I wanted to talk my way through that game. Uh, and then afterwards, you know, months went by, I tried and I went, I want to go back and play that because I never actually really totally finished it, but I don't want to have the same experience because that's a lot of reading. Uh, so I, I went to like a, like a really uh, high strength and dex kind of playthrough, basically. And mm -hmm. it is it is so different. And you just get to be this like absolute mess of like an alcoholic drug addict 
noir detective that like at one point I, I ended up not paying my bar tab, running away, jumping, doing finger guns and crashing into someone in a wheelchair. And I'm like, this would have never happened in my other playthrough. Yeah, it's a, it's cool to see those those differences. But I would say that um, unless I, I don't know, like, with Baldur's Gate, I started it co-op uh with with my buddy and i'm just kind of like playing a character and kind of mm -hmm. making choices that i would make and just kind of just generally i want to do anything that sounds interesting to me whereas he's he's playing like a paladin and being more like okay let's make responsible decisions and i'm like well that's not fun so whenever yeah. i get to be the one conversing <laughs> our, our playthrough can go a little off the rails which yeah. is nice but then with um i started a playthrough also with my wife and i've now i'm like okay well i've already have my character in one playthrough where I'm just kind of being myself, let's, I'm going to play a funny little guy. I'm going to play mm -hmm. a funny little bard gnome guy and just basically be a, a, a shit disturber, which isn't that different from what I'm already doing, yeah. but it's more of like a commitment to the bit. I do have yeah. a question, Brody. Yeah. How do offline PS3 games get married? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you have to go through, the court system, which isn't really designed for it these days, but like we'll get there. Like progress is being made. Oh, I'm glad. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for that in the next election. I'm gonna make sure the person I vote in they are pro mag marriage. It's gonna be AI imposter Bernie Sanders is pro pro PS3 copy marriage. <laughs> mag is actually short for marriage. Where's the R? <laughs> that, no, that's why it's short. It's it's okay, like how okay. um what what's mags is short for marge isn't it or something like that? No, that's midge. Midge is short for marge. Thank Madge. you. Thank you. That's yeah. Madge. I got it wrong. Yeah, but I do. So I do are find you it... a polygam mag, Brody? Yeah. yeah. Like, do you <laughs> no. marry two hundred fifty six <laughs> players? Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel like he's actually turning red right now. You need to. Yeah. I know my wife's yeah. watching this right now. I need so the I'm... M and the G to be like rosy cheeks, bro. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on, fix it. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, let's I'm see not... if I can get that. Hold on. No. I mean, Wait, no, hold well, on. Keep, well, keep talking. Don't while pause he does this, that, quick going. reminder for those of you that are tuning in in the audio realm, we also uh, have a video version of this over at youtube.com slash at Uh goes up at the same time. You can see all of our pretty faces and uh, M's VTuber model and a copy of Mag. Uh, How dare you? You can also see some of our exclusive sidecast discussions, uh, including stuff about the new season of Futurama, the Pokemon DLC, Starfield, etc., um, and a bunch of other fun stuff. So hit subscribe over on the YouTube if you're on the YouTube feed and you want this in audio forms. Stay subscribed, but uh, go to crub.org and you can find all of our audio podcast platforms there. Leave a nice review. Leave a comment of niceness or not niceness. I don't really care. They all get us yeah. paid the same. Do it. Uh, and speaking of Starfield, M, have you played Starfield yet? You know, I've played enough. Um, I haven't completed the game yet. Why do you ask? Well, Starfield is a game with a lot of choices in it, uh, for yeah. one. And we haven't actually talked about this off air, so I was curious. Uh, your uh, character build in Starfield and other similar RPGs to keep it on the topic of choice-based-ish games. So how do I... How do I play in these kind of games is um, mm -hmm. I, I find myself becoming kind of, I don't know, similar-ish to myself, uh, but like maybe the more more forgiving and generous version of me. Um, like I, <laughs> I, 
I'm not particularly the person who's going to hand five dollars to somebody who's just like, hey, I'm really needing five dollars right now. Yeah, you could buy uh, a copy of Mag for five dollars. I could probably oh, buy. They still five they go for them. five for some reason. Like, wow. I'm not well, I mean, you can't play it. You you can't play the game. I have a copy of SOCOM Confrontation that you can't play that I had to spend four dollars on. Uh, I just paid for the case. Anyway, M, continue. Uh, you wouldn't give $5 to Brody for a copy of Mag? I wouldn't give... Yeah. Right, so if Brody was like, hey, I just really need $5, I would go through the whole process of being like, do I really want to give him $5? Am I okay with the fact that... You have a flowchart? You, you have an AI right. flowchart in response yeah. to yeah. someone asking... A friend asking for $5? Yeah, you know, yeah. and like, that's the first one. Is it a friend? And then we're on to a different flowchart. And then it's like, is it a stranger? Um, is it a friend that I like? Is it a friend that I don't like? Do they well, who, owe I was going to say, how do you have friends... I was going to say, how do you have friends you don't like? like I mean, there's what? plenty of friends I have that I'm not particularly big fans of. I don't know what you're talking about. Then why are you friends with them? I don't understand... Oh, that that <laughs> breaks my the, brain. Update for the video feed or for the audio feed listeners here. Brody has put uh, uwu uh, anime cheeks like blushing on the copy of Mag. Very good. With the ah ahigeo mouth on the, it too. Oh, fine. Yeah, so let's I, go. I think what you said, M, kind of comes into uh, what I think a lot of players end up doing. Uh, from what I've seen and from some experience uh, that has been shared by developers who make choice based games, is that. Uh, Pretty close to universally, players, at least on their first playthrough, will always go the good, like the morally good route. Yeah. 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 So I do tend to go maybe more moral than I am in in real life. Um, I, so I'm, I'm, when describing what I am as a person, I would say that I'm sort of prudent utilitarian. Uh, in that, like, I am looking for making wise and thoughtful decisions where the potential long term for my own life is best. And I aim for the well-being overall of of myself and others. Right. Um, which is kind of this ethical theory and, and, and so on. But um, within that, I, I feel that I'm maybe more like willing in a video game to, for example, Dragon Age Origins, uh, have the main character die in order to have the best ending, uh, the best ending for the world, right? Where yeah, yeah, where yeah. I will make sure that everybody is, that it's good that, that I, in this game, died. Then I gave my life for the people. Um, whereas in real life, I would not do that <laughs> in real life you send faust to stop yeah. the uh yeah right like yeah, yeah. of course faust go take care of it you're able to survive this and if you don't you, yeah yeah <laughs> you know I, god yeah oh, uh, I, so I like there's that that, that kind of a uh a, a disconnect that sort of conflict that doesn't really happen uh in video games versus real life right because like there's a, a big part of me that sort of indulges in the the hedonistic theory that like pleasure is your primary and most important intrinsic good. Um, so to to give yourself over to this sort of uh, a painful death uh, just doesn't click with me. But in a video game, yeah. I feel that there's that sort of ethical thing there where I'm fine yeah. doing it. It's more story based rather than personal based. If and, that makes any sense. Yeah, perhaps even 
as as the sort of hedonistic way of, of thinking of it, by doing that, I'm getting the joy and pleasure of being this sort of uh, good person without actually suffering any of the, the negative side yeah. effects. Which, Which I think of, that's... Oh, yeah. No, I was say that that's sure. kind of how uh, video games work as escapism. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And I, I kind of find it kind of funny because, like, I'm very much, like, the kind of person who would give a random person $5 if they asked me for money. But, like... But in video games, I murder. But, but in video games, like, there, there, are stuff, there are moments where I just choose to go the chaotic route where it's like, all right, I'm having a good time. This person just, like, said something really dickish to me. So, like, I'm going to murder him. Whether in front of people or, you know, he's going to be off on the side somewhere. And it's the only thing that I don't really change my stance on is I don't like to hurt animals in any kind of game, whether that be yeah. RPGs or anything. I j- hate doing that. Um, but then again, Skyrim just sends. A no, totally of- fair. I actually I, I yeah. just randomly. This is a total aside and uh, unimportant for anything. But there, there was a friend of mine who I am not particularly liking. <laughs> <laughs> who we would play a video game, we would play the division, and he'd shoot all the dogs. Oh yeah, no, no, I would, I would. I had I'd a problem play. with that. Well, he's still my friend, okay. but I don't really like him now. You see? Oh yeah, no, I would, I would stop being friends. Like if you would, no, no, there, there's something wrong. There's something that they are doing something illegal behind the scenes. You don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but they do. Look, are you listening to this right now, mystery friend? I'm, stop. I'm not, I'm not saying your friend kills dogs in real life, but your friend. No, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. He kills dogs in real life. Mm. <laughs> um, Good. No, that was just filling air. Sorry. Oh, but so for me, I like to play whenever it comes to like answering questions. I do very much go like how I would answer the questions in real life, um, because I don't. Put it's that just. Away. <laughs> oh my! That, that is too realistic. That is too he, he, the spit. The spit on the tongue. It, what? No, it's it's too. <laughs> It's too wet. Brody pulled out his mag for the <laughs> This is... It's too wet. Why is it white? <laughs> Why do you think? That's not even a good question, my guy. That's probably not spit. It's the thing, Sean. <laughs> I'm... I'm... <laughs> ah, good. You know what? That's fine. That's fine. You know we, what? We have fun here, I think. Do do we? Because I'm just going to... I'm When I go to sleep, like, I'm going to look, like, over my bed. So I'm going to be by my feet. It's going to be, like, by my glasses. And there's going to be, like, <laughs> a mag. copy of Mag just Yeah, it's just a copy up. of Mag just sitting there <laughs> in front of my glasses. You're standing in a dark room. It's the PT hallway. You're standing in the yeah. PT hallway. You turn around. There's a copy of Mag half open, like, just standing there. Turn back. God. Turn towards the camera again. It's closer. Oh, can we make a horror game yeah. with a copy of Mag? Can we do that? We, yeah, I mean, it's Mag in time. I feel that you could grab uh, one of the PT things off of like the Unity or well, not Unity, the well, Unreal Store, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and just throw in Mag instead. <laughs> oh my god, that is ah, uh, just looking at that, Br- so Brody. Can <laughs> one one uh, interesting thought that I had, uh, yes, sir. based on what the two of you had said, and and Brody, you as well, um, to a lesser extent, but uh, M, something you said especially, made me think uh, when you said that you would be okay with your character like dying a moral death to save the world type thing. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen many rogue-like choice-based games that have that possibility. I can't think of any where, and that's. That's a really yeah. untapped market for yeah. 
Yeah. It'd be really hard to do because you need to procedurally generate a lot of story beats uh, or something. But could you imagine a game where you are forced to choose between yourself and an ally, but in choosing yourself, you that character is gone forever. And it's not like a Walking Dead scenario where you switch characters. Um, Just your game is over. Your game yeah. is over. You got to start over in a whole different segment of almost like a Dwarf Fortress, I guess. There's. Um, I, I was going to say, there's a... Uh... I don't want to get into spoilers because it's one of my favorite games, and I think it's something you really have to experience. That near Automata or Automata, uh, the end of that is very they the choices that you make in that game, especially towards the end, are so significant that they don't just matter for you, but they matter for other people. I, I I'm trying to be as vague as I can, but now that that I- is one of that is one of the few games that I think your choice matters not just for yeah. you. Now, now that I think about it, Undertale is also another one where there is yeah. a sort of all-affecting choice in that one. Um, but it'd be an interesting thing to... Brody, can you put that mouth away? <laughs> it is, yeah, I'm just it's, staring at it. I can't <laughs> yeah, I, I can't see anything else. It's, it's just me, just remember, I, Sean asked for this. I don't, I, you're not wrong, actually. Sean I can't did. even deny that. Uh, you know, I did not do that. I uh, mean, here's... An interesting thought to the the choice based question. Um, mm-hmm. My characters usually tend to play uh, similar to at least on my first playthrough how I would respond to a lot of situations, with exceptions for like if I want to do the most uh, morally good option in that specific scenario, it might not be what I would do. Um, again, utilitarian in some in some cases. Yeah, right. So I'm I'm yeah. never yeah. just to clarify. I'm not doing you know some sort of a, a hardcore moral or immoral thing. I'm doing this where I'm looking at it, thinking about whether or not this is the right choice. Yeah, right? yeah. Right. So sometimes that does mean punching the kid in the face. And and yeah. and that's going to go to what I was going to say as a follow up to that is I do that, and then my character also tends to steal money. Uh, I mean, that's fine because it, that's where my brain crosses into video game, uh, yeah. uh, chaos mode, I guess, where I'm like, well, these characters don't actually need this money. There's never been a persistent economy in one of these games in a way that stealing money from somebody might actually kill that character off. Yeah. Uh, and that money helps me progress. So it's one of those, uh, do evil for the sake of good scenarios, where I'm right. stealing this money because it helps me buy better gear so that I can then in the future do better good things for my character and the world. Mm. Uh, right. And in Starfield, they actually play that way uh, with your companions because my companions tend to be my moral compass a lot of the time in these games because mm. I know I'm going to do the morally good thing at the end of the day, even if my character has to break a couple kneecaps to get there. But if I have yeah. a character with me that will judge a specific action, that's where I'm like, okay, well, what are they going to respond to? that with and that's I, yeah go ahead. I, that's why i i think in um in disco elysium kim katsuragi your your companion for that entire yeah, game yeah that is he is the most effective morality mechanic in any any video game like i think period because like yeah. you can you can go to like fallout and be like oh if you steal money you're gonna get bad karma so like it's gonna like screw up your playthrough if you're trying to do a good one and like that might kind of work, but then you can just be like, oh, well, I'll just do enough like good things to offset that. It's not really a big deal. But yeah, with like yeah. Kim, it's like I want him to like me so badly that when yeah. he's around, I'm not yeah. going to do stuff that's going to piss him off. Yeah, yeah. like there, there's actually incentive to do so rather than just oh, and I'm like in Red Dead Redemption 2, there's Gorb- you can get the good ending, bad ending, what have you. But like one way to just get your reputation high is just waving to people. 
Like I, I literally spent like 20 minutes one time, just high, just waving to people to get That's my very, morality all the way to the top. It's a very rock star response to a, a moral, moral video game karma question. Just have them mm-hmm. wave a bunch. It'll work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it just, it, it kind of just missed the mark in that respect. Granted, I did a lot of good things in that game, but at the same time, it was like, well, I literally, I just had to wave high and I'm people like me. Yeah. And, and, and with Disco Elysium, it's also interesting because that specific game you're playing as a character. That's not necessarily a good person. Like they have some predefined character traits to them, uh, from the beginning of the game, uh, that you can kind of rewrite that lore in game yourself to some extent, but you end up finding yourself more in the shoes of somebody who maybe is a, an alcoholic who doesn't remember anything. Uh, mm. And that's that's a huge testament to that game uh, and its writing that it can then put you in the shoes of, well, if I'm role playing as myself, but I'm also still kind of playing as what this character would do. Where do I where do I conflate or conflict those two? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, because like definitely in my playthrough, I tried to be like, okay, let's let's make him let's let's put him through recovery. I'm not going to drink any alcohol. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. I'm going to try to like. mm -hmm. Clearly, he wants to be better, so let's try to make him better. And then in my second playthrough, I'm like, let's make him the worst version of himself he can possibly be. I once made I, uh, a character in Fallout New Vegas that was a, a raging alcoholic. Like he got addicted to every stim at once. Um, <laughs> God, good time. He was a good. He was a good dude. He just liked his drugs. What were yeah, you gonna say, I, Sean? Whenever I played Disco Elysium, like I had, uh, I had the dude with like super high charisma, intelligence, and what have you. And no strength. And I was just like, I'm just going to have this guy, you know, drink, be friends with everybody and everyone's going to like him. Uh, But like the moment he had to do anything physical, it just went very downhill. He died in a chair. He died sitting down. And I was so upset. And I'm like, (laughs) same. I was so upset. I'm like, you know what? This is how he went. And then like I tried to change my whole play style. Um, But you brought up like, you know, making kind of like a shit post character. Do you guys like to make those kind of characters? Because for me, like I've made, uh, I made Garfield in Elden Ring. Uh, I made a guy called Doctor Pappy Smear in Bloodborne, where I had my my entire thing with him was I was just going to make him all strength, and I had his, uh, I had him have like a violent past uh, background, and his entire playstyle was just strength. I had his strength up to forty before I put any points in anything else, and yeah. I guess Bloodborne isn't, you know, very choice heavy outside of, you know, a few instances where you talk to NPCs, but he was, I, the entire time I played as him, it was just, he would kill everybody, didn't care, NPC did not matter. Um, So I was just curious if any of you do any of those types of builds yourselves. I think, I think it depends on the game and how much content there is on the other playthrough of said game because mm-hmm. usually when i'm playing an open world game i tend to do as much of it as i'm going to do and then i stop and i will probably never play that game again because i've done it all mm-hmm. um so it's tough for me to want to go back and make a meme character uh usually my character has a, a stupid funny name or some stupid characteristic like i made i made uh beater griffin as my starfield yeah. character uh he looks like kind of a mixture of peter and joe swanson but uh there's nothing about his character that is uh based on him like mm-hmm. i'm on peter or on joe it's just kind of a i couldn't think of a fun name so i made him that yeah. i wouldn't go and then make a an all melee build character in that game mm-hmm. uh or like a I, I did it once in fallout where i made like a, a throne weapons character but only because new vegas added a bunch of throne weapons into the dlc yeah. it's 
there's not enough choices in a lot of these games for me to want to go back and role play that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of like in Outer Worlds, if you make your character really, really stupid or New Vegas, yeah, uh, then you can play an idiot character and you can role play completely differently because those games have really good writing. Yeah. It's it's really special when you act, actually the game makes it worth it to do that, and it's rare that that happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it helps in Outer Worlds that it's only two thirds of a game, so it's easier to get through. Like my <laughs> my first Mass Effect character was named Jim Belushi Shepard, but Jim Belushi was one word as his first name, and I made that at my friend's yeah. house because uh, he just had a copy of it and he wanted me to try it out. And later, years later, he made that his D and D character. <laughs> In, in like God. one of my campaigns, he's he's a, like a paladin just named Jim Belushi Shepard. Oh no, sorry, sorry, it's Jim Belushi Chill Person because he's he's chill, and that's his whole that's his whole deal. I don't know, but that I I made me think of it because I think like the the area the type of game that I'm most likely to actually pick a role playing uh, stance on it is just straight up D anD. d like if I craft a character from scratch and I kind of know what they're about, it's a lot easier for me to actually role play them and get into yeah. their shoes than if I'm doing it yeah. in like a game character creator, which is generally like just kind of limiting. Yeah. yeah. Em and I have done a couple one shots uh, back in the day uh, where we both very much played the the role of our characters. And it's, it's just easier in a tabletop game like a D&D or a yep. Pathfinder yeah. um, because there's actually endless possibilities. It's just about how creative everyone is. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I don't really play meme characters or, or second playthroughs either. Uh, I generally, when I'm playing these games, um, I go into it and I want to play a single well-done story. Mm-hmm. I want to go through and experience the story that they come up with. And I almost never go back and create another character and experience it differently. Um, that means, you know, both the, the good and the bad. So... Uh, if somebody dies or I fail something, then that's done. Um, in Baldur's Gate, for example, since we brought that up, yeah. I immediately uh, double one on saving Gage, and so he's dead. He's just he's just dead. Or uh, 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 Gale. Gale. Yeah, he's just dead. He's dead in my, oh. my game. Um, he died immediately, and he's just not there. And I'm yeah. not gonna go back and save him in another game. That's just not gonna happen. Um, I. He's done for me. You know. Yeah, like there's go ahead, John. Sorry, I was just gonna say Baldur's Gate like really works in that respect because, for instance, like I have I have three playthroughs going on right now. One uh was one I'm doing on Twitch. One's my own playthrough, and another is with two of my friends where we're just playing as bards. Um, all three of us are bards, and we're making everyone else in our camp bards. Uh, I actually based my character off of Nico. Um, fun fact, I didn't tell him that, but I, I like, I was like, what would, but anyway, I'll, I'll show him one day. Um, but like, as, as I'm replaying it, in that game. Yes. Um, I mean, yeah. Uh, okay. And anyway, Does he take uh, his shoes so off in the house when he goes indoors. Oh, he has no shirt and no shoes. I just, anyway, I, I'll, I'll show a picture of him later on. Um, but like. I'm having different uh, conversations, different story beats, and I think that's a testament to these role-playing games is that you can go so many different routes and have a different experience. Like in my in my actual playthrough, there comes a point where you're supposed to like either attack a goblin camp, be friends with them, so on and so forth. There came a point where I had everyone who liked me. I had druids like me, tiefens like me, the goblins liked me. And then everyone was like, well, you have to choose one of us to take out because, like, 
you have to. Whereas my other friends, they were like, yeah, we didn't really have a choice. It was just, hey, we have to attack these people. And that was that. But like for me, I was able to become friends with everybody, talk to everybody, get all these different and new interactions. And I was able to get an owlbear without having to do anything horrible to get an owlbear, which was very surprising. Um, But I think that's a a testament to role playing strengths. Um, And obviously, you know. People have been comparing uh, Baldur's Gate to Starfield, and I think that's very unfair because they're both. It's unfair to games. both of them. It's unfair yeah, to both. It, but because but it's, Baldur's Gate is not. I mean, Baldur's Gate is never going to be this sort of incredibly first-person whatever thing going on yeah. there. Um, you're not really telling your story. You're playing in the story that's there, right? And like, yeah, you can make some changes, but it's not. It's not whatever, and you're never gonna mod it like you're going to do with Starfield. But at the same time, Starfield is never, never going to be the kind of uh, systemic reactive game that you've got with, uh, with Baldur's Gate. Yeah. And I I think that is one of my favorite aspects to role-playing games is you can get so many different experiences depending on the game. And I don't, I just find that very unique because you don't really see a lot of genres that do that. Mm. I mean, well, you can, but like role playing games, I think is so vast and vague that there are so many aspects and differences that makes a game so unique. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? I had a point. I had a point. Yes, he has an idea. OK, so it's it's my pre-workout. Shut up. So. in ADHD. So I talked about, you know, kind of making a character based off of Nico. So I have a question for you guys. Crub members, all of us. If you could put, if you could play as any crub member in any video game, who would it be? What would be the video game? Uh, yeah, there, there you go. Brody, go. Uh, oh, I didn't expect to go first. Uh, fine, uh, fine. I, no, no, I'd play as, I'd play as Chris and Sonic the Hedgehog, and I would make him do all the things that he likes to do. I would make him roll up into a ball and go, wee. Just, just the original Sonic, not Sonic Adventure. No, Sonic Generations. Generations. Oh, we have classic Chris uh, and modern Chris. <laughs> yes, that way Chris Ooh, can go in there. He can, yeah. he can have the nostalgic oh, tribute. Yeah. I was, right? I was yeah. gonna say, you know, oh, man, I was hoping you'd say Sonic Unleashed. Chris had a rough transition to three D. <laughs> <God. laughs> God. Yeah. God, I, you know what. Before yeah. we um before we jump further into that 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 crow question, there was one thing I wanted to throw out, which was um related to what you said, M, about uh, not going back to play a story yeah. multiple times. There's one game, and I want to say that the name is Landstalker on the Genesis, okay. uh, that had it was a not story driven, but it was based on your character's actions. It was like a, a isometric action RPG type game. It had five different campaigns that would each uh, segment off at a certain point in the story and had genuinely completely different stories. One mm-hmm. of them was like an arena fighting game that they just worked in as like one of the bad endings. Well, just you get stuck in the arena and you have to fight your way out. Uh, and games that do stuff like that uh, are not worth it to make financially, but I love no. games yeah. like no, that. No, no, yeah, no. We, we've seen time and time again, right? Like every single uh, study that's ever come out, every single piece of like, you know, postmortem that we've seen from these games, it all shows that some 90, 95% of people just choose the good option they, without question every time. Yeah. They had to retcon infamous uh, lore because of that. 
Uh, yeah, still mad. Just, still mad. Still salty about that. For, yeah, just love <laughs> forever salty as the yeah. good guy. Um, there's a reason why you know. Oh, I wish there were more games where I could play as the bad guy. It don't happen because people just don't want that. They want the hero story, yeah. and um, that's just it's what it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I don't really want to have a, a gameplay experience that necessarily um, bankrupts. The developers. I just want it yeah. to feel like it's something that's sort of bespoke to me. I think actually yeah. maybe the most the most bespoke option that I've played might be, uh, and it's not right, but feeling uh, would be the Walking Dead season one, yep. where I felt that my yep. choices were, were were making a big deal, and they weren't right. Like we know yeah. now that the actual number of paths that you can take there is like three and they're real close to each other uh, but it yeah. felt like as I'm going through the gameplay that I, I was making choices that were actually giving me a very personal story that mm-hmm. I was experiencing and that's really what I want right um, to go to go to one thing that you did mention I thought of an example of a game where you can um, in your choices you can choose to die and that is uh, cyberpunk 2077 there is okay. an option mm-hmm. It's hard to get to, and you have to play in a very specific way, but there is an option where at one point in the game, uh, Johnny Silverhand will say, you know, if you just want to end this, you could not make a choice at all and just put a bullet in your head. And then you could do that, and your character dies, and that's the end of the story. That was and, the and Keanu blue pill meme coming yeah. out. Yeah, like, like it's all yeah. straight up. at that point. Yeah. Um, I don't... I think they do exist, and, and they're not, you know, whatever, but there's a difference between sort of taking that XCOM... Uh, where your characters die and they're they're permanently dead. Um, yeah, it's really difficult to take that and put that into into a roguelike or put that into a, a game with a lot yeah, of choices. Absolutely, mm-hmm. very difficult, and I'm not sure how you would do it. But it is really fascinating to think about, and I've been it's thinking about it since captured. you said it. <laughs> if, if it does yeah. it, like there's a market for that that will just yeah. blow the roof off. Yeah, maybe um, it's making something that's sort of like 60 seconds, um, which I don't know if anybody. If anybody remembers that game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Or this war of mine where, like, you do have to do certain things in order to keep yourself alive. Uh, Mm -hmm. You have to, you know, play in a certain way to keep characters from not dying. Mm -hmm. Uh, But getting them to a point where where it makes sense and it still can have a tight storyline around it. I don't know. And I think um, Banner Saga is one I've heard great things about in that regard. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Because it's a lot of the, I want to say it was a lot of the Mass Effect writing team came yeah, yeah, together yeah. on Banner Saga and developed a trilogy of games where, from what I understand, uh, the story will carry over game to game to game in the way that people wanted Mass Effect to. But yeah, in a it more, uh, it's a more D&D-styled approach in that there's a lot of uh, second-person, you-are-reading-what-you-are-doing right. type, uh, yeah. which is just how it has to be for those sorts yeah, of games. It does. Another game that I will say, and this goes, uh, this is not similar to Walking Dead, but it goes back to that and what I was saying about um, how my morality in a lot of these games is based on my companions. Um, Ghost of Tsushima did the karmic system mm. in a way yeah. that was so much more interesting than any of the infamous games. And I love those games besides sure. three. Um, <laughs> because what they did was they gave you a uh, a, a ludo narrative. I got to say the word. Take a shot. Uh, they gave you a mechanical. You have a, you have a shot to take. Oh, God. They gave you a mechanical uh, it's water. counterweight to the story beats that your character uh, can can make, because the whole idea is your character is fighting internally with, do I do the honorable samurai uh, 
method of trying to save this island from the invaders and die and watch people die and get pillaged and other words you can't say on these platforms. Uh, Or do I go and break my, my customs, my sense of ethics and my moral code because it means that people can be saved. And he's constantly fighting that back and forth uh, again, depending on how you play and by playing more and more and by leveling up, you get more of these abilities that you can unlock. And depending on what you choose to unlock, you're doing less and less samurai like things that then make you feel a little more connected to the character, at least in my case, uh, because you're you're doing things that are against his code. And then you later in the story continue to see him struggle with uh, the fact that he is doing the things that you're doing. If you do play a very uh, super samurai, like I'm just going to win style of play, then there's a bit of uh, jank to that because then you have a bit of uh, contrived plot where it's, okay, well, I'm not really doing that many things that aren't super samurai. Uh, like I'm not doing many like ninja esque things, we'll call it. Yeah. I'm not I'm not cutting people's throats from behind, uh, more than a few times, mm-hmm. and so that makes for an interesting like issue, uh, mainly for really really good players that can do that because they make it hard to play like a samurai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and you can tell they learned from Infamous as they did these things. Um, because they made all of it so, so subtle to the point that there's not really a choice in that game until pretty close to the end. It's a very, like, we are catering the story, and we will make you make a choice as your character uh, at some point in the plot. We'll probably never know what the choice is. Like, they they, they wrote it in such a way that they can just ignore that uh, and just have it be that your character in Ghost of Tsushima 2 did what you believe he did, you know? Mm. Right. Uh, yeah, based off of how you've played the game. Yeah. yeah. And and there's also a bunch of really cool stuff in that one that I'll just uh, gush about briefly, which is like uh, the the cloud coverage and the weather patterns uh, adjust based on how samurai or non-samurai you play. Oh, really? in the actual invasion of Tsushima Island, uh, in the same, like, in, like they, they, they fictionalized it because they said a... Um, a What's a a typhoon? They said a typhoon uh, stopped the invasion because it got in the way of them landing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they retconned the history and said that Jin Sakai, the character, was the typhoon. And they they wrote him out of existence in real life is the implication. So the weather gets worse and worse and worse. So they blame the typhoon for why the Mongols left rather than acknowledge the one samurai that broke the code. Mm. If you like... Yeah, yeah cool. like if you treat it, that's like a piece yeah. of like history. Yeah, um, yeah. that's cool. And, and it's uh, it's just neat, just a neat game that does that. Um, it, it has certainly been clear that it is one of your more favorite ones. You do talk about it quite a bit. Uh, and it has a lot of cool stuff in it, for sure. Whenever whenever I think about it, I'm just like fascinated by uh, a lot of the, the ways that they, they innovated mechanically. And yeah. they didn't innovate narratively, but they did a bunch of cool things that I didn't think that that studio was capable of. And for that game to have come out and been the swan song of the console uh, makes me makes me happy because they're an underdog studio. So mm, for them to just yeah. blow it, blow the roof off the joint. Ooh. Before um, we go back yes. to to uh, uh, who are we going to put in each game? Yeah. And I hate to harp on it, but I think maybe the best example we have of a, a choice based game where people can die and things can happen um, is maybe Baldur's Gate right now. Because uh, there is, I think, 12 playable characters in that game. 
and um, you can kill all of them. <laughs> yeah, um, everyone can die. They can die, and they can die permanently. Um, yeah. And the story does change based off of killing some of these people. Um, I, I, I'm not sure that, that fits perfectly into it, because you, as the player character, still cannot die, but um, there are certainly some some examples of it that we're starting to see, at least now. Yeah. So wait, what about, like, Until Dawn? Well, yeah, I that's mean... True. Th- th- that's true. Everyone can die in Until that's Dawn. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, you, you that, know, you're right. That's closer to sort of like the choose-your-own-adventure or, like, visual novels or, or, like, those kind of games. It's hard to say that that the player character can die in that and that it affects the story. Because there really isn't a player character. There's just a whole bunch of people in a room and you can kill some of them. Or all of them or none of them, right? Like, it's more... It's more sandboxy, sandbox story. If if you wanted to go there, that's fair. So, that's fair. I'm still mad. I uh, fun fact in until dawn, I had everyone alive because I want everyone alive, and you're supposed to stay alive until uh, six a.m. Uh, two people died from five fifty a.m. to five fifty three a.m. because it told me not to move my controller, and I have same. Issues, so I have to move. I'm like, same. Yeah, I'm so mad. I'm so mad about that. But anyway. Uh, but no, that, that is a good point. Um, because it really is, like, we, we keep talking about choice and you, well, you brought up Walking Dead, like the illusion of choice that they gave was so groundbreaking at the time. But then once you really, you know, like you got into it, you realized, oh, they're going to die no matter what I choose. So it doesn't really matter what I choose, but, and the, at the time, it was so monumental, and then they kind of drove that success to make other games. Um, and I remember when they made The Walking Dead, uh, the second game, um, they the developers were so surprised by the choices that people were making because people chose familiarity over the new characters that they were bringing in. And they were like, oh, this is actually really surprising. And then the well, writers themselves had to choose. Dumb. Yeah. Of course they would choose familiarity. Of course you would choose the people yeah. that you know instead of this random stranger. <laughs> yeah. And like, even though they were like, oh, we brought you with this person for two episodes. Like, yeah, I don't care. I want to that person I like. I'm trying to be vague because if you haven't played it. Yeah. Um, but if you don't haven't played it, play season one. <laughs> if you, if yeah. you haven't played it, play season one and then stop. Yeah, stop right there. The, the true yeah. ending is... I, I the, the true ending is uh, Clementine goes off and the apocalypse ends that's i don't care like, i really okay. like season two but season, got... season one was so good it was so season good. one was good season two had some very good moments the no. ending that i got for season two was very hard hitting season three dumb hated it i was like i don't this is stupid i i don't care about any of you people except for one person and then season four season four was like kind of a mix between one two and three's writing um but I, I like how it ended. Uh, again, trying to be vague because these are games that some people might care about. Uh, I did. So I don't want to ruin that for anybody. Yeah, I never chose uh, to play anything after one. I was like, you know what? There's no way they're going to do it better. I'm just going to. The apocalypse ends the moment that that game ends. And Clementine is nice and happy. And her her, yeah. her parents come back. And everything's cool. Mm-hmm. That's it. Everything, that's the, everything that's works story. out. I don't care. Yeah. I like do not harm that child. I will kill you. Yeah. Yeah, don't well, clip I, that. I, I got. Yeah, don't clip it on YouTube. Um, but yeah, I guess. Well, now moving on to. Uh, yes, back, back to, to the, the question. crub question, Brody. Yeah, what so, was? Say, remind us of yours. 
Yes. Uh, I, I think I, I said putting Chris in Sonic and, and making him do all the Sonic moves, but like just the idea of seeing any human really try to contort themselves to speed boost across a ramp across half the map would be really fun, I think. Is it, is it, the t- is it 2D or 3D? Well, Generations. Well, I, I, yeah, yeah well, I, I was thinking three yeah, D. Like specifically, I was thinking you, Adventure because it's his favorite. Do you think oh, Chris oh. would use boost gameplay or adventure gameplay? Mm. It, now it could go either way. He does seem like well, a do, booster. Do, do you yeah. think Chris could homing attack? Is yes, hundred percent. You can homing attack in Sonic Four, so that, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, you, we could put him in Sonic Forces. We we could put him in Sonic Forces or Sonic Four, so he can walk up hor- like vertical walls mm. at normal mm. speed. Because then he's just gravity yeah. rush. Speaking yeah, of which, I like putting Chris in Gravity Rush. Just <laughs> for the outfit. Like, yeah, oh ma- throw God. him around, you know, just make him go... <laughs> I, just, so, I really like the idea of just making Chris go fast speeds, like, through the air like a ragdoll. I think that's just the, the through line here. If Chris okay, so he doesn't actually roll, he just kind of gets flopped. What's that game that was oh, on... So the, it's like Metroid. On, he goes into ball. Yeah. What no, no, no. What, what was the game? It was one of the launch games on, on PlayStation 3, I think, um, when the PSN first came out. And you pain, can, pain, Skate? like pain. Oh, pain. Come I would on, Chris and pain. Chris like Chris pain, pain, but yeah. it's Sonic, and he has to just yeah. keep being shot. <laughs> Chris and pain would be good for all of us. Yeah, do you yeah. think if Chris rolls into a ball, mm-hmm. do you, do you think he would try it? Do you think he would go for? I think he would try it. <laughs> I think he would. I you know literally, what? I ge- I genuinely <laughs> thought you meant spin dash, and not what you actually meant. Holy shit. <laughs> He, I cannot wait for him. To, he's gonna message one of us like, "What the, what the piss, guys?" Oh, that's right. He's gonna edit yeah. everything. <laughs> oh, oh, it's so good. I can't. I cannot wait for that message. You know what? Oh, it's gonna be so good. Yes. <clears throat> the answer. The answer to your question is yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> who would your character crub member in? Oh boy. I kind of feel like we should go through all of them and just kind of talk about who we think it would be. Um, I'm going to okay. choose, I'm going to choose Nico. Okay. And I would put him in Crypt of the Necrodancer. Oh. Because it, dungeon Crawler, so it fits uh, his, his sort of, you know, Dark Soulsy rhythm-based. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he, he wouldn't be the character that doesn't have to play on beat. Right. Right, but he does have to dance. He does the and entire sing. time. Yeah, yeah. Which honestly, he does that anyway. So I feel like Tsunami Miku at that point. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. I would put him in Hatsune Miku at that point. Hatsune oh, Miku. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. We've we've made a Hatsune Miku image before. That exists. Did we? I'm pretty sure that exists. I There's, hope so. It, pretty pretty confident that exists i'm I'm Mm -hmm. gonna look i'm gonna look into that later i could nico in a rhythm game makes sense i would have said yeah uh like super meat boy super meat boy because that's a platformer (laughs) oh yeah and it is a plan so so okay so the story the lore behind nico in super meat boy is Mm -hmm. that that is his perception but then at the end of the game, it shows what he actually did, and it's just like jumping up two two blocks. It's one jump. It's the yeah. first jump. One in jump. Eternal. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Just that one jump. The, the Mario one one pit that, that yeah. you fall yeah. into if you yeah. don't know how to jump. So you complete the entire game, then it's at the end. It's like here's what actually happened. Yeah. Bleed it. <laughs> oh. The idea like of little, he super at the end. 
the idea of Super Nico Meat Boy as a Rashomon story that would be yeah. incredible. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of dig that. I don't yeah. want to dig that, but I kind of do. Mm. I would say Justin Infuser. Mm. Um, I was gonna go with like you, you know, like a Street Fighter or or Tekken for obvious reasons. I think so. Mm. So he just gets too. the shit beat out of something. <laughs> yeah, that would that would work too. I was thinking Fuser because then he would be a DJ pissing off thousands of people with mm. horrible, horrible music. <laughs> Yeah, because he likes doing that infuser. So I think that'd be a he good does. fit for him. He makes he some does, of the yeah. worst music infuser. It, it is uh, an actual affront to mankind. It's so I don't know how he manages. He's like, yeah, and here I'm going to add this it's, in, and instantly it's the worst thing you've ever. I, so we, he, we will he, never he, be able to stream it because it's all licensed music, and the game doesn't exist anymore. He, yeah. I promise you, listener, made the brown note. <laughs> it, it, he, 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 it is like his special talent to somehow ruin DJing. Like it is, mm-hmm. he doesn't even mean to. It's just like I'm just gonna put this together, and like within like two seconds, it makes me hate being alive. It's it's always Blue Oyster Cult. That's all. That's always how it starts and ends. It's off key. I yeah. It's like off beat and everything too, or like something's like a little too fast when it shouldn't be. Here, Post Malone screaming, and then you have Don't Fear the Reapers vocals isolated in the background, off key. Yep. Yes. Super slow with echo. Yes. It's so bad. It, it, uh, if we just... were gonna, if we were gonna give him a, a different, what was that that NBA fighting game? Uh, Shaq Fu. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> Shaq Fu. Oh, we could we could put him in Oscar Robin Oscar Robinson's Supreme Court. We could do could. that. On or, the Genesis. Uh, That's put an him in tell, or put him in Telltale's uh, Law and Order SVU. Don't, as a victim, <laughs> I don't think that's. <laughs> I don't think that's where he wants to be. Uh, what about Trav? So Trav, okay, here's what I would put Trav. I would put Trav in The Last Guardian because there's a giant cat and he would just the entire time just cuss at it. Mm. But also like fall in love with it and do everything in his power to make things work. Mm-hmm. And he would just and he would just somehow accidentally figure out puzzles not meaning to. I wish we, I wish that that game had voice controls. Yeah, <laughs> because then he could scream at Trico, calling Trico zippers. Yeah, while under the influence of something, playing the whole game, it, that would be incredible. That would Man. be absolutely incredible. He just sits down and laughs for like twenty minutes. That, that's part of the experience. You can't stop him. Like, you need to be fair, the controller. The experience of playing that game, you don't need voice control. Like, it's going to happen anyway. You're going to oh, say yeah. those things. Yeah, I, I am someone who likes that game, and I cannot tell you how many times I yelled at my TV. Like, I it, uh, I would also put Brody and Mag. I mean, that's what? just without question. <laughs> yeah. Now, is it is it one of me, or is it 256 of me? No, it's you we currently, can, The world so can, can only handle leave. one. Yeah. <laughs> Even then. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about, yeah, I don't think I'd want multiple Brodies. That that's kind of terrifying. Really, mm. about it. Well, I would put Brody have... if I were going to put Brody in anything. I would put him in Papers, Please. Uh, okay. th- that way we could swap the normal colorful characters that he loves for dreary document checking. Okay. So wait, so like, am I am I the guy doing the the checking, or am yes, I like one yeah. of the people trying yes. to get through? Yeah, you're the person who's doing the stamping and I love I'll, it. I'll, I'll just let everyone through. I mean, you know, then like, you die. Bomb, bomb the place, yeah. man. Go ahead. Just e- get either on, get that. On I'll either do that or I'll put Brody and Shadow the Hedgehog. 
Mm. I like the idea of Brody in bureaucracy. Yeah, right. Like, I think that's you know, actually, that's better. That is better. Yeah, yeah I think that's not, a good you, one. You know, you're not you're not going to whatever I said. Screw that. <laughs> as far as Wolf Kaoshan, that's me. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give you two options. All right. All right. I get to and choose. I think, All right. I think both of these are perfect for you. Okay. okay. First, Quop. All right. Okay. Where okay. instead of instead of doing platforming like you normally love in games that you normally mm-hmm. love like Clover, uh, you would have to struggle to walk. Yeah. Secondly, kind of normal life. Desert bus. All right. Oh, let me God. let me let me meet you halfway. Okay. Between both of those ideas. Okay. Sean in Death Stranding. Oh, that is because then, then he would struggle bus. to walk. Yeah. Wop, yeah. To, 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 to walk. He would struggle to, to walk because of Quop. Yep. Uh, he oh, would that's... be in an empty desert like nothingness area. Yep. And he would have to piss a lot. Ah, piss yes. A lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and there's a baby there. Yeah. Well, I mean, you wait, don't wait, have what, what's your energy drink of choice, Sean? Uh, I Can like Monster Import. Okay. Oh, Monster well, Import. Yeah, I like Monster Import. What is Monster? Um, you know what? I'm sure it's a real thing, but it just sounds it is. so fake. It, it, like, well, is it, who is it imported from? You can't just drink a regular monster? You hate America or something? Why do you hate America, Sean? You know why. They I know bet if you did. were Sonic, you would do it. God. You know how many people call me Seanic? I should Shonic. not it on air. Well, now a lot more. Seanic! Yeah, yeah, you definitely, that was a mistake. Seanic. <laughs> I, I like it. I've ruined everything. I hate... Mm. Um... And then I guess for for Kevin, uh, I would give I would give Kevin Goat Simulator. I thought you were gonna say you'd give Kevin Goatsy. I <laughs> no you know what? no. I would I would give Kevin, Kevin Goat Simulator because as Kevin is wonderfully known for his comprehensive in depth reviews, mm-hmm. placing Kevin in a nonsensical game with uh, little plot or mechanics would contrast him perfectly. I've played Croc though. Like you have, like I would Pikmin. What you would just make Kevin a Pikmin? Like one? Would no, he be a blue I, one? Or no, I, I would put him in Pikmin. I want yeah. him in charge of things that die. So he'd be Louie or or what is it, Olimar? Olimar. Yes, I want him actually in the second game, the one that not a lot of people like. So you want him to be Kevimar. Yes. Okay. I don't know why. I, I just like the idea of Kevin telling these little creatures what to do. You could just have me play Mag back. with Brody and and <laughs> send the army to his death. Like you I could, could do that. Yeah. Also, yeah. I want I want to I want to bring back J Tart Nine real quick because uh, I realized we really missed a very important game to put him in. Yes. Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh. Yeah. Where anyway, put M. Yeah, I think M's I'm the last one. What game will we put M in? Among Us. <laughs> Why? Uh, we could put him in an Amogus lobby. You just want me to die. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> you can't just be like, no. uh, <laughs> Amogus. Death. Among Us. Amogus lobby. Uh. Where he has open public lobby, but no one joins. So he's just in space by himself forever. But he's the imposter. Well, no, but they don't even get into a game. He's just in the lobby. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but but like he is like he's the imposter in the lobby. Like he's just like he I wants to kill people. Hold on, but he can't. hold on. I have the perfect one. Just hear me out. It's a game that not a lot of people think about. VIP featuring Pamela Anderson, but M is Pamela Anderson. There you go. Do $1. any of us have the frame of reference to even? Oh, I can I can grab it. I have it. What you know, if we I'm did? Grab it. I'm not even so this would this would fit it. this would fit M's name because it has all of the same letters. BMX XXX. Because <laughs> then then it's then it's naked M. So so Sean is holding a copy of that Pamela Anderson game, but uh, I hate mm-hmm. to inform you, Sean, we have a better answer. Oh, sorry. Uh, BMX XXX because it's all of M's letters from his brand, and he would be it naked is. bicycling. I have that game also. I'm not showing that on camera. Though the other thing is, then if we do that, then th- that game's like rated AO, I think it's, at some point it was. So then we can't sell that. Mm, so that'd yes. be tough. Just put it on Steam. That's true. You could That's just true. put it you on Steam. It's only a game on Steam. Yeah. yeah. That's um, all you gotta do. I'm looking at my games behind to see which ones I would put him in. Um... I would like to see M in Nino Cooney instead I, of Mr. Drippy. Wait, which one? Instead of Mr. Drippy. Oh, I was hoping you'd put him as a uh, Nino Cooney as the president. Too, as too. president. Yeah. 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 Let's put him in a shit game. That'd be a good yeah. Um, yeah. Put him in Nino Cooney one because he would still not like any of it, yeah, but no, he'd be a not. little Scottish, little Scottish boy with a huge nose. Who's just hanging dong with his nose. Uh, nose dong. I think that would work. I think that would work pretty well. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I'm into that. I vibe with that. It's a, it's all British. You yeah. have to suffer through that. <laughs> it's just making... Yeah. Instead of actually killing you, we're going to make you suffer. Kevin, I'd put you in rough trigger in the Vanacor conspiracy. I know you would. <laughs> I, I didn't know you would do that. I, uh, I would put... Uh, where, where you go? Go on. I go would... On. Sean, I would put you in shower with your dad simulator. <laughs> so is my dad there too? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, but then you're putting two people in the game. I think well, that's no, fair. No. Your dad was already in the game, so yeah. you're showering with him. Oh, so yeah. that's why I haven't seen him in a while. That yeah. makes sense. He's trapped in the in the television universe. Yeah. In case in case my dad actually is listening to this, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, not. dad. Ooh, sorry. I know. I, I'd put M in Hey You Pikachu. But like I'd still be the player, he'd be the Pikachu. Ooh, that would make yeah. sense because he only knows Pikachu's name of every Pokemon. Pikachu's no, name I've of learned, every what is I've learned do Dunsparce, which is great. What a cool oh, Pokechu. I, I love Dunsparce. No, do Dunsparce. No, no, yeah, that's the evolution. Which is yeah, is one of the coolest Pokemon ever. It's hilarious yeah. and great, and everybody should love him. And then I, uh Hisuan Zerua, which is also great. And I love oh that. yeah, that one's you actually got, pretty dope. You got both of those pronunciations wrong. That was impressive. I'm yeah, good at this thing. It's very, very. I can't wait for you to like Char Izard. Char Izard. I, like, I like M in in Let's Go Pikachu. Yeah, hey, actually, Pikachu. I think I think that's the perfect one. Or I no, M and M and Let's Go Pikachu, because then <laughs> the players are throwing their controllers at the TV to try and catch him. God, the entire time he's just causing. He, I mean, he pain. is shaped like a Pokeball. Yeah, I he mean, kind like, of is a master right ball. He has the M. Yeah, he has the Majin Buu master ball kind of thing going on. Excellent. Ah, uh, put him in Dragon Ball fight. No, no, you're not Dragon Ball fighters. You need to be He'd in, be Yamcha. Be I'd be Piccolo. 
Um, Very good. So moving along to our Patreon question of the week for this week's episode. As a reminder, if you go to patreon.com slash crub, you can uh, join our founder tier for as little and currently only $5 a month, which gives you access to all of the things that will be more expensive later on down the road once we close that founder tier. Uh, all founders will keep all of those perks, including things such as exclusive discussions, the uh, exclusive streamed version of these episodes, because we do stream these live with a pre and post show where we hang out, talk to chat and do a bunch of fun stuff uh and shoot the shit with chat uh, so you'll get all of those pre and post show VODs, exclusive content, a lot of audio content uh, that we already have recorded. Uh, I think it's up to like 25 hours of extra content already and growing. Yep. Uh, and you get access to all of that, as well as the uh, Patreon question of the week form, where you can uh, submit a question for us to answer live on air. And this week's is mostly for Brody, because it's uh, a question for Brody from uh, Mick Yeager, who oh. asks... Since you liked Borderlands so much, what were your thoughts on Battleborn? Personally, uh, this is this is Mick talking here, I think it was noteworthy just for staying online for over five years despite its performance. You would never see that nowadays. We should cut right here. What what can you say about Battleborn? I think Wait. you can say quite a lot about Battleborn. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's like, I mean, Gearbox has proven put, themselves time and time again. Oh, God, no. Put me it's in mag. Like mag. If, if you're, <laughs> yeah. like like Gearbox has proven time and time again that they they can only make one game. They can't make any other games. They can make Borderlands, and that's that's it. They make that one. They make it I good. Heard you talking shit. <laughs> I, like Battleborn, I, and I think it was it was supposed to be like oh it's in the Borderlands universe. I remember there being like uh, they're yeah. hinting at. Prometheus, the planet, like within that game and stuff like that, and so like I, I kind of had it a little bit on my radar just because of that, and I think I played like the beta whenever they did that. I didn't get the actual game because I mean they sent that game out to die because it came out like what a month with within a month of Overwatch, give yeah, or take. It did. Yeah, like that, the, and, and I know it was it's a MOBA, so already it's more invalid than any other game. Like, <laughs> like it's I don't know what is there else to say. It's it's bad. I don't think so. No, no, I don't think it is bad. Um, So Battleborn, I think, was a very interesting game that uh, later on, the the genre that it tried to create is in a single-player hero MOBA, um, and Overwatch wasn't that. I think that the mistake that Randy made there was trying to make it a it's Battleborn or Overwatch, and that that was not smart. Because they not. weren't the same game, and Overwatch was better at being the game people thought it was. And then you get into Battleborn and be like, okay, so I'm in a hero shooter now, right? And no, no, you're not. You're in a third-person, uh, over-the-shoulder MOBA, which is nothing like Overwatch at all. You don't have you creeps. Know? You don't have, uh, uh, you know, and now they're, they've kind of with the... Um, uh, the the robot that pushes things back and forth thing in Overwatch 2, they kind of have a little bit kind of similar to to uh, a MOBA, but at that point, with the, the base of, of Overwatch, you had very clear 6v6 hero shooter. You know, there was absolutely zero uh, of the, the MOBA stuff in there that I thought Battleborn was doing that was very unique. It was very interesting, and um, yeah, I, I really... I think that their their mistake was not making 
you know, a good game because I think it's a fine game. I think it was a perfectly playable game. Yeah. I think it was in, in positioning it as a either you're playing Overwatch or you're playing us. Um, yeah. I played. Would you say that that was one. Randy's biggest mistake? Well, no, he's made <laughs> so many. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, made I, so many. Uh, I also, actually. Oh, God. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I actually bought Battleborn. Uh, and I played it for a little bit, and what I played, I kind of liked, but again, this is whenever Overwatch came out, and all of my friends were playing Overwatch, because again, it was Overwatch versus Battleborn. I'm going to go where my friends are playing, where my friends are actually doing competitive stuff, so I want to go do that. And uh, Battleborn had potential, which really upsets me. Um, It it was an alright foundation, but like, like you said, when it became Overwatch versus Battleborn, you lose like it's simple because everything overwatch did in the beginning like its popularity was ridiculous back then i mean people still people still play overwatch 2 i still play overwatch 2 i it hurts to admit that sometimes because it's yeah but like that's how big overwatch was back then like people still play it because of their memories because i'm a stupid idiot who can't let go of the past yeah, if Battleborn had instead been positioned as a um, a MOBA, where you are playing, you know, over the shoulder MOBA, and um, it had been given maybe free to play, maybe some sort of a premium package, but more geared towards not sixty dollar game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and had not been positioned as, oh, do you want to play this hero shooter or that one? I think it would have it would have fared a lot better, at least. Yeah, um, it's interesting that that it's brought up as a since you like uh, Borderlands though, because I don't think that it's very similar to that either. Well, I, I, it's just the association with Gearbox and technically maybe being in the Borderlands universe. I think. Yeah. What do you think about Greedfall, Brody? Yo, Greedfall is pretty cool. I like Greedfall. I don't care. <laughs> um, I don't think uh, I have any thoughts on on Battleborn at all. So um, I'm going to give you my copy. Give Brody. He's collecting these. No, please. Brody, send me your address right now. On no. Air. Read it off. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, once again, that's our Patreon question of the week. Uh, for as little as $5 a month over at patreon.com slash crub, you can uh, submit your own questions for us to answer live on air. Uh, or if you'd prefer to not use Patreon for whatever reason, we also have YouTube channel memberships. Uh, it's the same thing as the Patreon. Uh, it's a little bit more expensive because YouTube takes more money, and uh, that's not cool, so we have to even it out somehow. But you can also join within YouTube and get some fun emotes for the live streams and whatnot, and even your YouTube comments if you want to leave some of those with some fun Nico or Trav emotes, amongst others. Oh. Yeah, they're pretty fun. Are they fun? You sure? I mean, I have them. <laughs> That sounded I, accusatory. I, I, you you, no, you I, don't you don't have them because you're not a channel member. Mods don't have them. I have it on Twitch. Uh, yeah. Hmm. So yeah, it still counts. I it's I just remember. I am going to cry later. All right. Thank you. Can you record so it? What else? We can put it on Patreon. <laughs> for for five dollars a month at the founder tier on Patreon, you can get raw audio of Sean <laughs> sobbing into a microphone while eating a crunchy peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> That's not something we give away for free. Yeah, yeah no, that, we have that, to sell that shit. Yeah, yeah that is, it, it's really, really Can we put that quality. on Patreon? Would you do that? Yeah, I would. No, All right. right. That, that yeah. will All be right, on there you Patreon. Go. It'll, it'll, at some point, it'll go on Patreon. 
<laughs> Do we have any uh, other thoughts about the uh, choice-driven games subject for today's episode? Uh, I had a random thought. Um, and, you know, this is, I just want to throw this out there to see if this is even an interest for anybody. Uh, you know, we were talking about, you know, RPG and player choices, and it kept going back to, like, D&D and tabletop. I don't, I don't know. I just kind of like the idea of there possibly being some kind of like crub D D thing. I don't know why that just came to me. And also this is pre workout ADHD brain go But I don't know. I just kinda I don't know. It just made me think like, oh, this would be like really cool to have everybody just in a D D thing. It doesn't have to be like us playing, but I mean just in general, like if someone just put us in a D D game and just watch what would happen. I yeah. am pretty certain that will happen at some point in life. Uh because I think we've talked about it off air before, and now that we're live on the podcast, I can't. We can't say no. Uh, <laughs> so the answer Watch was already us. gonna be. The answer was already gonna be probably, but now it's definitely probably. So now, it, yeah. now it's a most. Now it's a eighty-two percent. Yeah, yeah. Which it's XCOM rules, so it's gonna miss. But yeah. we'll still do it. Um, I, I think we. I think we've all talked about how we want to do something D and D adjacent at some point because putting. Any handful of us in a room, like a Discord call together, and saying "go nuts," usually leads to some good things or the Crubcast, one of the two. So, yeah, which are mutually exclusive so, concepts. So we're yes. in the evil route. We're in the evil route then. This is the karmic or... bad version of us not doing D and D. Oh well, this could have been a game, man. We could have been doing a D and D game every week yeah. on Tuesday. <laughs> God. Um, if we do that one more time, patreon.com slash crub, you guys will get it first. Um, so with that said, I think that's where we're going to call it for today's episode of the Crubcast. A little bit of a shorter episode today. Um, not by much. Uh, and we still got a lot done, uh, including a lot of stuff that Chris might end up having to edit out, uh, (laughs) depending on his own feelings. Uh, so uh, I'll give him a, I'll give him a clean outro here. Uh, Thank you, everyone, who's tuned in to this episode of the Crubcast. Again, you can find us at youtube.com slash at crubofficial. Go to crub.org for all the audio versions of this podcast. Leave a like. Leave a nice review. Uh, you can leave a bad comment. Uh, we'll, we'll see it. Uh, we probably won't probably won't care, but we'll, you, can, you can be mean. Uh, we're all yeah. used to it. Yeah, help um, me cry. Uh, tell your friends to subscribe to the Crub YouTube channel uh, and subscribe with all of your 400 alternate accounts as well because we are shameless. We don't care. Just subscribe. Please. Number go up. Number go up. Uh, anybody else have any uh, final things they would like to say or anything coming up they want to uh, pre-plug? M. Oh well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know if you, I don't know if yours will be out by then, but I don't think mine will be out. But I'm working on a 12-hour-long video that should be out at some point here in the near future, um, and it'll be accompanied by 14-hour-long podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> at least so, if not longer yeah so that'll uh, be out in the next will show couple of weeks on the crub uh community post feeds and whatnot as well so we'll tell you when that's going to arrive because it is a behemoth that i think most of crub has contributed to in some capacity by this point um, yeah it's it's a big one yeah brody uh are you gonna get the mag servers up or what yeah i was gonna say everyone should go t- uh this is my new project go tweet at sony hashtag bring mag back to 56 gosh <laughs> I love that. Sean, do you have anything coming up that you would like to toss out? Or Yeah, I, I have an over hour long uh, retrospective on Sly Cooper coming out, and it's a lot of fun. And that's it. Hell yeah. Um, 
I have a bunch of videos. I'm not going to plug any one of them because I don't know which ones will be out by the time this podcast comes out. But if you want to see me go through uh, such wild choice-driven games like The Sims PSP, uh, a game that did the Would You Kindly before Bioshock, uh, you can do that. I'm not going to force you to, but you, you know where to find me, and I know where to find you. 